0: Moncrief on News Talk. We are joined up on the stage by Arlene Hunt, Linda Coogan and Cork's own Fanula Jones. Good afternoon to you all. Hi guys. Hello. Are, 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 are you a Nari, Finula? No.
1: Well, what's Cove? An island, I don't know. Is that Cork at all? <laughs> no, I've heard
0: in the audience, is like, no. No. Probably
1: Pasha. Oh, Pasha, are you? Well, I don't know, I'm digging myself a hole here. Please, do yeah. the next <laughs> thing.
0: Show of hands, how posh is she? No, hands, uh,
2: not, there no. was a few hands there. Thank a few you. people
0: scared to put their hands up, <laughs> in case you'd sue them. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing, Arlene, that you're a mad Super Mario Brothers fan, and spend most of your time in the Mushroom Kingdom.
3: <laughs> I had. I have never played a. Super, I've never played a video game in my life. Oh my never. god! Never?
0: No. no, crikey! No.
3: So I went into this. With like my... so,
0: you spend all your time reading books and stuff. And stuff. Yeah. 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 Oh wow! And, and
3: stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I went into this. Um, I didn't know what to expect really when I went in, and not 100% sure what I thought of it. But you came out of, yes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> okay. Uh yeah. yeah. That's interesting, really. Uh, but I suppose it's a children's thing. But uh, but air, you were just saying to me before we came on, on air. Uh, yes. is, Surprising, like, because if you were to say, I, I don't know, how they pitched this. This is a film about a it's, business no, deal. No, no, no.
3: It's a, it's a business. It's a business movie. It's basically about. Um, it's 1984. There, it's the Nike industry, the Nike company, uh, they are the smaller of the companies compared to Converse and Adidas, which are the big, big hitters at the time. And they were kind of looked on as a kind of a white yuppie running paraphernalia type yes. of thing. They were not trendy at yeah. all. And uh, it's basically the story about how, how they signed one of the greatest uh, uh, sportsmen of all time, and that's exciting. But it's mostly just about—it's about a shoe. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really hard to make a film about a shoe. Sound terribly exciting, but they've done it. It's a really, really good film.
0: Yeah, and and it's Affleck and and uh, together again at last. Yeah,
3: it's Ben Affleck, yeah. uh, Ben Affleck, and and, and Matt Damon, uh, who originally wrote Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, which is interesting. And just as I was about to mention to you that the writer on this, um, whose name completely escapes me for some reason, but they they just found out today that. Uh, uh, ben Affleck and Matt Damon decided to give him the full credit for the writing, even though they were involved in the production and writing. I mean, Affleck directs it, okay, and they were involved in the writing, but they gave the writer of the the film the full credit, which is pretty impressive. Okay, the, the writer
0: of the book or the writer of the the
3: writer of the film?
0: Yeah, would it not be normal to get the writer of the film? To well, get normally the you would get
3: full credit. No, you would very rarely get full credit to be a whole whole host of people involved, in it, and they'd all get little mini credits and stuff like oh, that. Right. But the big hitters would normally take the the chunk of the okay. the accolades. Uh, and have they, uh,
0: since Goodwill Hunting, have they worked together before on putting a film together? Or Has there been a long gap?
3: No, they have. They have worked on a, another film. Um, oh, I kinda was a couple of years ago? The Last Jewel as the, well. The la- that's exactly what it was, the yeah. Ridley Scott one. And yeah. They're fighting didn't, over something. I don't know. Yeah, they, they both fall in love with the same woman, but it's told from different yeah. perspectives of, of, of you know what they did and didn't do. They, You might remember because Ben Affleck had one of the most amazing wigs I think I've ever seen. Oh my <laughs> God! Seen it, it was so, a sight to be seen. Yeah. So that was the last jewel. It was called. Yeah. And it, it, it didn't really do. Um, it didn't really do the numbers on the box office. Yeah. Uh, but this is this 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 will probably be this will probably be a, a, a good a good return on their investment. Okay,
0: but I'm still looking forward to you trying to explain uh, Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> giving you no idea, uh, what that is. It's
3: it's going to be it's. I'm going to use a lot of words. <laughs> okay,
0: None of which have any meaning. Uh, that's, uh, I'll so try to I, connect them. Yeah, and so Jeremy Renner has now given an interview since that awful snowplow thing. Though, yeah,
1: so I don't know if anyone remembers this, but he was involved in this really serious snowplow accident the start of the year in which he was basically kind of ran over like dragged under this snow plough that's like weighs 14,000 pounds. So that's like a hundred stone weight, right? So what happened was he was like clearing snow with his nephew or something, it was like really bad snow when they were trying to move cars and basically he had like not set the brake properly on the snowmobile. The snowmobile starts sliding, is going for the nephew. He essentially kind of throws himself in front of the snowmobile um, and takes like the bulk of the injury, but he's kind of said, now he's done this sit down interview with Diane Sawyer this week where he's talked about like what happened and he said like he fully believed he was gonna die and if his nephew hadn't been there and like called for help and got the neighbors to come that he probably would have, like they had to rebuilt his rib cage with metal like it's it they've like his eye socket had to be rebuilt with like metal plates he said he's lost a lot of feeling in he said he still can't really feel anything in his face like to the touch but like his sensitivity is going back on this side but he did say it was like so bad that he was like signing to his family in the hospital saying, I'm sorry, and wouldn't let his daughter see him until he knew he had recovered and stuff. Like it was very, 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 very serious. Like it kind of seems like it was a miracle that he lived.
0: Right. Yeah, but, but he's able to sit down and talk about it now. So he must have made it pretty yeah, substantial the, the
1: interesting thing about that as well as he was saying his jaw is essentially being held together with rubber bands and screws and he said like not from a cognitive perspective but from the actual mechanic of speaking like he's still kind of relearning how to speak oh, like God. it's
0: just—it's uh, not just rubber bands and screws
1: well uh, yeah i'm sure yeah does not make,
0: <laughs> make a sound when he tries to talk
1: like an animatronic yeah um, yeah probably a disservice to the surgeons but um yeah like it just its I just, it, it's the most insane because when I heard about it initially and he's been on social media, like kind of sharing updates since. And like, again, it seems bad, but you hear this level of detail and his neighbours contributed to the interview as well. And they were just like, we didn't think he was going to live because the amount of blood was just oh. unfathomable. Sorry to <laughs> to bring right. the mood down, okay. but it's good because he's alive. Yeah. It's great. Uh,
0: we'll have, uh, <laughs> we'll have has somebody got some smelling salts for Linda. She has to talk next. <laughs> Sorry. So did she ask him? Is he does he ever think he liked
1: again? I don't know if she she asked him that. That's the interesting thing I think. Like it's you'd imagine there's still a long. Road ahead, and because he was pre- predominantly an action star, like he's a Marvel guy, like he's Hawkeye, he's yeah. he was doing kind of some other he's, TV dramas. More
0: like Iron Man now. But given this everything is the, you this said. is like
1: proper superhero <laughs> stuff. Like, yeah. So I know I'd, I'd say he's a long uh, road ahead of him, but I'd imagine like people will be kind of gumming for him to get oh, back in front of the camera when he is ready. Because God love him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So Linda.
2: Slime, cheese, so, well, can you
0: recommend a wine that goes with an eye socket? Uh,
2: this isn't a Halloween episode, yeah. like it's,
0: oh. So, so uh, but now we will talk about this white wine in a second, but we, we, we've two reds in our future. What are the two reds?
2: We have got a South African. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and a Spanish uh, blend of native grapes. So they're both delicious and uh, we have a lovely Sauvignon to start with though. In
0: yeah, and uh, one of the reds is a Gran Reserva.
2: Gran Reserva. What does that mean? Oh, it means it's very fancy. <laughs> and uh, basically... <laughs> Why don't they just write very fancy? On yeah, it they then, just yeah. write and yeah. it has... Um, yeah, so Gran Reserva basically means that it is aged for a minimum of five years. So it does actually mean something in, in Spanish wine labels. So um, it's it's 2015, so it's got lovely age on it and it's going to be gorgeous with people's roast lamb this weekend, just saying, hinting. Hint. Right.
0: Okay, right, so tell us about uh, the white that's in front of us.
2: Um, okay, so we have a New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Happy days. Uh, lovely, gorgeous, delicious. I haven't even smelt this yet because it jumps out of the glass, the aromas of a New Zealand Sauvignon. Can you all get it? oh yeah so you're getting here real ripe tropical luscious Yum. i know it's much better than ice sockets anyway <laughs> that's for sure yeah um I mean yeah so sockets. really vibrant intense and that's what you kind of want from a new zealand Sauvignon. so this is called craft three and it's made by one of Mark and spencer's winemakers who's a kiwi along with them a consultant over in new zealand and they've got the grapes from marlborough which we probably all are very familiar with that region mm-hmm. and um Sounds very nice, is not yeah. it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> is that what you're supposed to do?
2: No, I just no. do it. You know, None it of them it, did it. it. They all just, just nicked it back. It. So, when you do that, if you do, and you take a little slurp like that, you really get the intensified flavours going along your cheeks and the acidity that makes your mouth water. So, yeah. give it a go. It's very funny. Um, <laughs> disclaimer yeah, put your head great, forward.
0: Nobody's at all self conscious <laughs> here. It's good to
2: say? <laughs> If, like it really, if you do that, your cheeks are so absolute. Yeah. it's like eating starburst, tropical fruits, loads of uh, bursts of flavours mm. there, isn't it? But you get the real fresh crisp acidity, mouth-watering, and that's what you want from a New Zealand Sauvignon.
1: Mm.
2: What does it go with? Anything Percy Pigs, I think. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anything at all. It's such a versatile style. But really what I love having a New Zealand Sauvignon with is a goat's cheese tart. With caramelized Ooh. onions and a bit of rocket and a bit of tomato and vinaigrette on the side. Like, I just love that. So, you know, it's so versatile, really easy. Would go. you make that?
0: Would I wish? Would you make it? They go. Yeah,
2: yeah it's not too hard to make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's easy. Yeah. yeah. I'm a great cook, you know. I'll have to bring some in now oh, yeah. that i said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, no, like this, like New Zealand, you, you pay for premium wines. You can get alternatives, Sauvignon Blanc grape in Chile and other parts of the New World. But New Zealand kind of comes in at a premium. And you get, what you're getting for that is a really long finish on the wine. See how long it's lingering on your mouth. And the flavours are just bursting out. So this is a lovely one. Craft 3. It's only 12% alcohol for anyone who is... Uh, you know, which is good because yeah, lots of them can not, be 13, yeah. 13 and a half. So this is a nice...
0: That's just right. Daytime. For, yeah. This is for day drinking. <laughs> day- <Yes. laughs>
2: well, it's yeah. daytime. So. It is
0: actually daytime. You wouldn't <laughs> think it in here, know, but it, it is daytime. Like uh, uh, come to think of it. Uh, the, uh, I want to say happy wedding anniversary to Kieran and Roisin Buckley who are in the audience someplace. Woo! Where are you? Stand up. No, you're not going to stand up stand up with Roisin. Woo! How, uh, how, how long have you been married? Um, I think eight years I think.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I got a, a Roisin, bit... how long have you been married? <laughs> I got a message on my phone that told me it was eight years the other day, but I got a new phone so I thought it was a bit dodgy, I wasn't sure. Right, okay, <laughs> it's the phone's fault, yes. <laughs> and wh- where did you get married? Jesus. Uh, we got married. <laughs> and, um, it, was a bit of a, it was a bit of a long story, I suppose, because we didn't tell our parents until we, we talked to the priest in Cork and the priest said, Roisin, you have to tell your mother because we weren't going to invite anyone really. So it was, um, we told our parents before we went and we kind of pretty much eloped at that point nice one but the good thing is i got my stag party in about a month after that's that's good to know and are your parents talking to you again and all that kind of thing they are well i'm the youngest of five so they were delighted um and routine's mother got over it, all right okay that's two different stories i'm hearing there <laughs> Ryan, right, you're going to when are you going to see paddy casey oh <laughs> i don't know well that was the message we got it said enjoy the paddy casey gig Someone, I, well, I, it's not me, maybe someone's going to give I you tickets to Paddy so, Casey. Uh, yeah, I had a bit of an aversion to Paddy Casey, so I think that someone texted oh, me. Oh, is that saying, what yeah. it is? Yeah. Maybe. I, I have a fair idea who it was actually. Yeah, yeah. all right. Maybe because you can't remember exactly when and where you got married, you might have to go with Roshi to a Paddy Casey gig to make up for that. We're going to give you a bottle of wine anyway uh, <laughs> in, while you're waiting to, for your tickets to come through. Congratulations Thanks to you. Much, uh, Thanks very much Right, we do have to uh, take a break, back in a couple of minutes. Where's Virginia O'Gara? Hey! Got that hand shut up really fast. She's delighted with herself. Look, Simon has to do the long march down again. Hello, Virginia.
4: Hi, Sean. How are you? I'm all right. How are you?
0: Now, uh, the eagle-eared among you might have noticed that is not a Cork accent. Uh, Where are you from, Virginia, originally?
4: Well, I'm from the Cork of America. I'm from Texas.
0: That, as you, can, as you can probably get from the audience, where actually that might be a controversial
4: uh, comparison well, I to mean, make. You don't you see really many think, people if...
0: carrying guns or drilling for oil in
4: Cork. There's loads of cowboys.
0: Yeah, but. <laughs> 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 They're selling carpet. That's a different thing. So, how, how long have you been in Cork? How did you actually get here? Well, on oh, a plane, that obviously. That's a long but, story, yeah. Sean.
4: That's a long story. But I've been here for about 16 years now
0: okay and we did you originally come for the weekend and you just (laughs) haven't found your way home Um, or what happened
4: well i came over here to study sustainability in kinsale there's a little known fact everyone else around the world understands that kinsale is the home of sustainability in the world but no one in cork seems to know that they started the transition towns movement and i came here to be a part of that
0: i didn't know that either i thought (laughs) Kinsale was the restaurant capital of ireland Yeah, (laughs) yeah
4: yeah They're known for that too. Yeah,
0: and so wh- what do they do? That's very sustainable in concept. Well,
4: they started a whole transition towns movement, which is a a pattern to become sustainable within your own vicinity through growing your own food, education, health matters, things like this. And they they teach permaculture there. So I moved here from Maui. 16 years ago to be a part of that.
0: Okay, and so you were you were definitely moving here like uh, as a permanent thing, you,
4: that wasn't a visit? No, I didn't expect to stay here for very long, but sure, once you move to Cork, you don't want to go anywhere else. Okay. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> very true, I'm and all right. Was it, what, was it in Cork you met Donal? It was, as a matter of fact. I, I thought, um, I met Donal O'Gara, Jesus, what, 15 years ago. I thought he was a gay Canadian when I first met him. And yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, he's from Cork as well, then. Are you, Donald? Yeah, I'm um, also from Cork, as you hear from my accent. Yeah. Uh, and how, so, Donald, how did you end up in Cork? I also moved here
1: around the same time to study permaculture as well in Kinsale. Uh, right. Yeah. There's a
0: whole permaculture dating scene going on. There.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's mad stuff right. altogether. And Getting now, dirty. Yeah. And, and you're, uh, you're in the English market now. You have the, as I understand, the only vegan.
4: <laughs> <Outlifting>. <laughs> yeah, you're right. We are, <laughs> we are the vegan company no one asked for in Cork. We're called My Goodness. Right. And um, what do you sell? <laughs> we, s- ironically, we sell rainwater, fermented rainwater to the Irish. It's the big joke in, <laughs> in the English market. They're like, ah, oh, sure, you got a Texan over here to sell rainwater to the Irish, did you? Okay. But yeah, we, we make kombucha and we make kefir and we, we have a couple of bottles for you guys. Um, That's online, very nice. On the, on the how, how, how do you ferment rainwater? Uh, it's magic. Magic and microbes, really. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it's got microbes in
4: it. It has lots of microbes in it, yeah. It's a kombucha. It's a symbiotic community of bacteria and yeast, or a SCOBY. The good kind. A SCOBY. (laughs) The good kind of SCOBY. No, no, no.
0: I'd prefer a pint. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, And and is it just a two of you here today? No, actually, there's a a a whole crew of my goodness here, yeah. And you're all high on SCOBYs right now? Wayne (laughs)
4: Dunley is here. Our friend Colum is here. Yeah. Elaine Malone. There's a whole crew. Okay. Yeah.
0: We're going to give you uh, uh-huh. a, 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 one of the bottles of today's wines, a bottle of M&S uh, chocolates. And I'm guessing you're a fan of the Prodigy, so we're going to give you two <gasps> tickets to them. Musgrave <laughs> Park on the 28th of June.
4: Are Enjoy you kidding? F- yeah. No, I'm not kidding. Aww, I, to... you're the, I love it when Sean Moncrief comes into Cork. Thank you. Okay. You're very welcome. There you go. <laughs> Thank Congratulations you Congratulations so to much. you.
0: That was good to hear right we'll uh uh, we'll move on to our first movie of the day uh it is air here's a clip
2: i'm willing to bet my career on michael jordan Mm, come on man
0: you ask me what i do here this is what i do i find you players and i feel it this time yeah okay it's risky when you were selling sneakers out of the back of your plymouth that was risky it took balls i mean that's why we're all here don't change that now I mean, if you look at him, if you really look at Jordan, like I did, you're going to see exactly what I see. Which is what? The most competitive guy I have ever seen. He is a killer. Yeah, I have a question about that clip. Why didn't we bleep the word balls? <laughs> That's okay. Nobody minds balls in Cork, but the other words, yeah. Anyway, so this is uh, this isn't isn't really about sport, or
3: no, in not, a way, it's not about sport. It's about. Taking a risk—it's about business. It's about gambling to a certain degree because that's um, Matt Damon. There is Sonny Vicaro. Sonny Vaccaro, Sonny Vaccaro uh, works for Nike. That's Phil Knight, played by um, uh, Matt. Uh, sorry, uh, Ben Affleck. Yeah, he is the CEO of Nike. And Nike, as I said at the start of the show, Nike are the, the lower rung of sporting gear, and 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 you know they they really sort of have. Up until 1984, they were marketing their clothing apparel to kind of yuppie runners, joggers, you know, the sort of more affluent. Mm. And young American men in particular, especially young uh, African-American men, had absolutely no interest in wearing in Nike. They wanted to wear Adidas, they wanted to wear Converse. All the basketball guys wore Converse, and it was, they were huge. And so in 1984, uh, Nike's not doing so well. They're just not as a company. They're, they've sort of reached the highest level that they can reach. And what they need is, they need a superstar. And so they have a a very minuscule budget. They have like, I think it's $250 million, which I know that's minuscule is relative, Yeah. but that's their budget. And uh, so Sonny uh, Sonny Vaccaro, he's not impressed by the team around him. You know, they don't really love basketball, which is a problem when you're Mm. trying to sell shoes to basketball kids and basketball players and fans of basketball, they don't really get it. But he does, he's a huge basketball fan and you know, in this scene, he's he's trying to convince you know Phil Knight to get on board with this one particular kid that he saw in college basketball. And this
0: because Michael Jordan wasn't Michael Jordan. He wasn't more. Then. He yeah. wasn't.
3: He wasn't well known at all. He was a college basketball player. Mm. Now, college basketball in America is huge mm. now, but back then it was le- considerably less so. It just wasn't considered the 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 the, the powerhouse that it is now. And so he he goes to Phil Knight and he said to Phil Knight, listen, I want you to trust me. I want you to understand what I can bring to this, to this, this, this firm. I want you to give me the entire budget and I'm going to use the entire budget and I'm going to go for this one player, which was unheard of.
0: Because normally they'd spread it around. They'd spread it out over
3: three or four players, you know, and they'd sign with with the hope that one guy would, you know, really do something amazing on the court. And he absolutely flipped that whole chart. He said, I want you to give me the whole budget, and I'm going to go after this kid. And Phil Knight was like, absolutely not. I have to talk to the board guys. I'm just the CEO, and this sounds like a crazy idea. And then Sonny Vaccaro also has another problem in that Michael Jordan does not want... To sign with Nike, yeah, because Nike, you're, he's it's, an 18-year-old kid. Yeah. He wants to wear Adidas. He wants to, you know, re- like be into Run DMC and stuff, cool stuff. The last thing this cool 18-year-old kid wants to be involved with is old lady running shoes. Mm. It's just not something he wants to get involved in. And um, on top of that, then in, in like an all sports thing, Vicaro has to go. To, if he wants to get Michael Jordan, he has to go through Michael Jordan's agent, who's played a, a guy called Falk, and Falk basically laughs him off the telephone line. He said this, <laughs> he does not want to sign with you. You've got nothing to offer him. What's your budget? Get away. Adidas is going to double that, and so for for so, Vicario believes so strongly in the hunch that he has about this kid that he circumnavigates the agent, which is a big no no in business, mm. especially in sports business. It's a very it's a bad thing to do. So he circumnavigates the agent, gets, a, gets on a flight, goes to the other side of the country, rents a car and drives down to uh, South Carolina, North Carolina to talk to Dolores Jordan, who is Michael Jordan's mother and the absolute powerhouse of that family. And right. in, uh, um, it's played this by is Viola, Viola Davies, who's yeah. a powerhouse in her own in her own. She's just an amazing actress and she's fierce in this. She's fierce because he's finally met his match, because Michael Jordan might be a rookie, but she is not,
0: Yeah, yeah by any stretch.
3: And so he has to sit down and convince this lady who understands the value of her son, she understands the potential worth of her son. And this guy's trying to sell her sell like, oh, you know, we'll, we'll do this, we'll do that, we'll do other. And she's like, uh-huh. But she's still going to talk to Converse, and she's still going to talk to Adidas. Mm. So he says to her, okay, because he doesn't have anything else to offer her. He said, okay, when you talk to these guys, they're gonna say this, and they're gonna say that. What I can tell you right now is if you sign with us, we're going to build a shoe, not just for this guy and for this guy and for this guy, he's not going to be part of a team. We're going to build a shoe around your son. Mm. And more importantly, the shoe that they built, and a lot of people know this, is is, is, became the Air Jordan. It's one of the most famous shoes of all time. But they had to go back and design that then, then they had to sell this idea. It's incredibly tense. And it's just, the whole That's is odd thing. It's
0: incredibly tense, but we all know what happened in the end. But
3: that's the, that, but that's the power, genuinely, that's the power of the writing, and that's the power of the script, and it's the power of the characters in this film. You, you, I'm sitting, even as I was sitting there, I'm sitting there going, well, we know he signs. Mm. But at the same time, as the clocks are ticking down and everyone's livelihood is on the line, everyone's, you know, if this, if this fails, they've blown a whole budget on this one guy and they have missed it on all the other players. Their company's going to go down with this. It, Phil's going to get kicked off the board. So you're sitting there watching this going, well... I don't know why I'm like this. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so anxious. Like, come on, sign, sign. Yeah. You know? And it's so powerful. It's just so brilliantly done and it's really well scripted. Like that little speech there, he gives, gives another speech in the boardroom which is just, it's, it's almost like the Are You Entertained speech yeah. from Gladiator. It's really well scripted. It's really well drafted. Yeah. And the uh, the
0: other uh, odd thing is that Michael Jordan doesn't really appear in the film at all.
3: Because it's not about him yeah. yet at that moment. It is really about Dolores Jordan and it is really about Sonny Vaccaro and it is really about that Power play between the two, because she has the veto. Like Michael Jordan is eighteen, but that is his mother, and there's no if she says we're going this way, that's the way that young man is going, and there's no question of that. And so when it it comes when it comes down to it, it's and Sonny, that was another hunch of his because he rings up and he ring he's checking behind the scenes about this and he's asked about the family. You know how how the parents he went they're solid, but she's the boss. Yeah, (laughs) and so from the start out from the start he knows who he's dealing with. And so it's all about, then it comes down to the wire because you see the family going to see Adidas and Adidas are a huge German company, huge, 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 all of the resources. You see them going to Converse and Converse, they're like pretty slick, the guy's got a Rolex. Yeah. But Sonny Vicaro had told her all of this at the start. He goes, have a Rolex, he'll ask you this and he'll say this to you. And when she heard those particular lines, she went, she never, she, and she has a poker face like you wouldn't believe. She never gave them any indication of which way she was going to go. Mm. She just simply said, thank you for your time to everybody and left. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, But even then, she wasn't finished, because I don't know if everyone knows the history of, 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 of what happened in this particularly amazing year. It changed the capitalist structure of all of sports uh, signings forever, because she would not sign with Nike until she had it in writing that Michael Jordan, the kid, the college kid, when he went forward to join up with the team, Michael Jordan would have a percentage of every single shoe. That had his insignia on it. That was sold under his name, in, in perpetuity.
0: That's an unimaginable amount of money.
3: It's it, to this day, Michael Jordan. I don't know how long Michael Jordan's retired now, but to this day, to this day he earns about four hundred million a year.
0: Wow.
3: Which is a lot of cash. Yeah. um a lot of money That's and, Pat that, Kenny and that any level money <laughs> and that that was something his mother back in 1984 she knew she knew the value of this deal she knew the value of this but also it it created a like nike went from being mid range yeah. to nike
0: yeah that's an extraordinary story. It's really. incredible. Even though it's we know incredible. It's, again, incredible. Yeah. it's genuinely incredible.
3: Yeah. And the performances are off the charts. It's an amazing. He, he, Affleck has pulled together an amazing ensemble. It's Jason Baden and Victoria. Uh, it's Chris Tucker, uh, Marlon Wayans. It, it's just a phenomenal. It's a phenomenal group of people. It's a small cast. It's not huge, but it's yeah. just really powerful. And all the more powerful because of it.
0: Right. Okay. Right. We're going to take a break. After that, we're going to have another wine, and uh, uh, we're going to hear even more enthusiasm for the Super Mario Brothers movie. back in the- <laughs> couple of minutes you are listening to the one show on you coming to you today uh, from the Triscoll Arts Centre in Cork with thanks to our friends uh, in Marks and Spencer's uh, can't shut up Arlene, about air now at this point she's so enthusiastic uh, about it. Uh, the um, David Hallisey where's David Hallisey you in the audience David Hallisey there he is he's right at the back oh god save us tonight Simon's gonna have a stroke by the time he gets down there so oh god Simon's slowing down we're a bit worried Right. Hello, David. Hello. How are you? Uh, congratulations. Thanks very much. Thank you. Okay. Uh, why am I saying congratulations?
1: Because uh, my wife texted you. <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> I got a promotion in work recently. Okay. Was it, was it a big one? Um, she says yes. Okay. <laughs> and and were you, was it kind of a borderline thing, whether you'd get it or not, or, you know?
2: Um, yeah, I suppose I was kind of hoping, but didn't
0: know if it was coming true or not. Right. Okay. I can hear the joy in your voice, Yes. <laughs> uh, and so is, is, is today the, the, uh, a celebration of that?
2: Uh, yeah, it is, yeah, it's going kind to of be a day, yeah, day okay. this afternoon.
0: Right, okay, and wh- wh- what are you going to do after this? I'm uh, going to go for dinner um, after this. And... Okay, any, any anywhere, fa- anywhere fancy? Um, Jacques restaurant in, t- in town. Yeah. Oh. There you go. <laughs> okay, all oh, right, okay then. Well, I was going to give you a bottle of wine, but obviously you don't need yeah. it. <laughs> Congratulations to you, David. Anyway, have a good night tonight. Well done. Thank and you. Congratulations on you. your promotion. Well done to him. Right. Uh, we do have a, a third red wine to speak about. Tell us about it, Linda. This is the Gran Reserva.
2: The Gran Reserva. Um, Val, de Madeira, Val, Val de Madeira is the name of the wine, and it is um, a Spanish blend of Tempranillo, Garnacha, and a grape called Caranea, And it's from a place called Carinea. Now, people probably have heard of Rioja, Rioja um, but this is kind of not there, so it's better value. <laughs> it's northeastern Spain, but it's, it's lesser known, which means you get better value for your money here. So this one, Gran Reserva, Reserva, as I said at the beginning, it means it's aged for at least five years. So these grapes were picked in 2015. Um, So that's when it says the year on the bottle, that's Mm. the the year the grapes were picked. So this has spent at least two years in oak and then the rest of the time in barrel as well, just giving. So you need to have like decent grapes to allow to age that long. And here, like if anyone's tasting it yet, it's so silky smooth, it's so easy to drink and it's like a melody of kind of mixed berries and just a touch of oak, which gives you a really nice vanilla note. So for me, it's like a Black Forest Gatto with a cherry on top. And um, for me, this is just so amazing because Tempranillo has that freshness to it. So if you've got your fatty lamb, Easter meat this weekend, it's just absolutely gorgeous. Now, a gang coming over, 14 euro bottle, happy days for this. 100 percent but what's great about this one as well it has um do you know the mesh um gold mesh foil on the top yeah do you know why they had that no to avoid it being counterfeited, you know so instead of people going and trying to make up the wine they protected it with that foil on it so that this particular wine has that foil on it and it
0: would that be a big thing
2: it would have been big time yes so it protects the wine from being you know, them going and doing nasty things Okay,
0: it, so, so. Like, where, does that t- where would that happen? Like if there are fellas wandering around Cork saying, hey, do you want some Marks and Spencers wine? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, it would have been a huge thing. Lots of, lots of, there's loads of uh, movies about fraudulent things happening to wines and all that. So, again, it's a lovely extra bonus thing to have on a bottle of wine. It lo- adds a little bit of glamour to a bottle. Mm. And, uh, but that was the point of having those uh, foil mesh things on it to protect against anyone.
0: Yeah, and so is it, is it mostly Tempranillo or?
2: Um, it's mostly Garnacha, which right. is Grenache in France. The same grape, Tempranillo, and a grape called Caranea as well. Okay. So yeah. they all have their own little bits to add to the wine. Tempranillo gives the acidity and freshness to it, and Garnacha gives it a little bit more alcohol. So this is it's thirteen percent alcohol. So it's lovely and mellow and soft, isn't it? Really smooth. Yeah, that's, really nice. that's yeah. one you'd like, mm. I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Wow. you can uh, actually everyone. It's been. When it's a bit of age and it always makes such a huge difference. Yeah,
2: it's just real subtle and yeah. smooth, like when they silky. take it. When
0: they take it out of the oak, what do they put it into?
2: And they take it out of the barrels. Uh, yeah. yeah well, it, is it, it always?
0: Is it five years in there, or whatever? So it
2: has what? to have a minimum for a grand reserve. It has to have a minimum of five years of aging. So two of which has to be in oak barrels.
0: Right. Okay. And the
2: rest of the time in bottle, and then they can choose to ah. age it for a little bit longer if they wish.
0: Is it? Would it be like easier to keep it in the oak
2: barrels? Yeah, 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 probably would be. But you see, you get more complexity when it's tighter in the bottle, obviously storage wise as well. You know, you're taking up an awful lot of space storing it in bottles where barrels would definitely. But it depends if they use big barrels or old barrels and things like that, where they get different flavours from the from the oak. Um, And if they use American or French oak, they get different flavours. And if it's new, they get more vibrant flavours. If it's older oak, they get less. So this, I'd say, would be large, older barrels that you'd be getting. Subtle, and it makes the wine taste much more soft and mellow. So the tannin, that gives you the drier. So the previous wine would have been a little bit more dry. This is more smooth and soft. And that's what oak ageing does and ageing of a wine. It mellows it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I know, And I know probably they're experienced at that, but it's a little bit of a risk, I suppose, when to take it out of the barrels and put it into a bottle and you don't want to wait for five years and then somebody goes, oh, God, that's shite. <laughs> we should have left it in the barrels.
2: The Spanish have it down to a fine art now, yeah, you know, I'm, no, so. I'm sure they do. <laughs> well, they got it right for that one.
0: Uh, uh, Excellent. So uh, Well done to them. Right. Okay. <laughs> we'll move on to our second movie of the day. It is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Here's a clip.
3: And up we go.
0: Just floating here. Uh... Just pop in this pipe and we're on our way. Oh. It's the only way to fly, man.
2: Oh, wow. Love these pipes. <laughs> uh.
4: Here we are. Palace doors. Big, bang, boom.
0: Right, that was uh, Super Mario. A bit like with Air, what they have in common is a really taut script uh, there, (laughs) uh, I thought. Actually, before Arlene speaks about this, (coughs) Brian Lloyd, who you'll know, your fellow film reviewer, he says it's going to be uh, the biggest film of the year.
1: Isn't that right? Yes, he said this on Ireland the other day and everyone was, I was watching and was agog and the presenters were equally agog, but I don't know if it's just like timing, obviously, because we're talking about here it's out on well obviously it's a solid brand anyway you're going to go because it's super mario brothers Mario luigi whatever you've either grown up with it or like your kids are starting to get into it um but easter weekend you're just trying to shove the kids into the cinema to be like please stop talking to me and watch this because i can't entertain you anymore so but yeah like it's, it's too early for the global forecast but even in terms of america over the five-day opening i think it's on track for like 150 million so like probably it's definitely going to be one of the biggest movies of the year and probably the first like real blockbuster of 2023 biggest movie of the year. I'm not sure, especially because it's proven to be very divisive in reviews, but I'm hanging on Arlene's every word because if this movie is bad, it's going to ruin my childhood. So. oh,
3: No yeah. pressure. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. no pressure.
0: It's
1: because my impression, Arlene, is that
0: you went to this and you thought this film is in Serbo Croat for all I understand about it.
3: Well, now look. (laughs) Now hold your horses now for a second. Okay, all right. There are people who play video games and there are people who don't play video games. And sometimes the people who play video games are very passionate (laughs) about the games that they play. Yes. And sometimes that passion becomes an almost obsessive passion, I think. And people get very attached to games that they grew up with and, and characters that they played, I don't know, for how many millions of hours online as i said earlier i've never played a video game in my life so i was coming to this very much as, as this is a film i wasn't coming to it as this is a childhood thing or mm. this is someone i grew up with i came to it purely as a film yeah okay <laughs> so yeah. and so i went in and, and so basically mario for anyone who like me might not know who mario is <laughs> mario is an italian plumber and he and his he, brother luigi <laughs>
0: Is he now Italian-American or Italian? Italian-American.
3: Italian-American. Well, it yeah. depends. He, they do an advert at the start of this film where he, they're like something from a Dolmio ad, uh, <laughs> which apparently is 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 Mario's voice, but they get away with it in the movie because they just do it for an advert and then they revert back to just a normal American. Oh, song. right. So for people who grew up with Super Mario with the Super Mario voice, it's only for a couple of minutes at the start of the film and then it just goes into a normal American, American accent because it's played by Chris Pratt. Um, that was pretty divisive because mm. a lot of people weren't sure about his uh, voiceover work at yeah. the time. And the voice of Super Mario is hugely important for people who find Super Mario very important. him. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Mario and his brother Luigi, they're, they're plumbers in Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> and they're plumbing. They're
3: plumbing, but they're what not, kind of plumbing are they doing? Not uh, not good plumbing.
0: Yeah, they're not doing okay. good plumbing. But like, are they fixing jackses and that kind of thing at the start of the movie? He's like, plumbers, normal plumbing. plumbers. Yeah, yeah, plumbers, yeah.
3: yes. Yeah. Uh, Sean, plumbers. Yeah. They they, they plumb things and fix yeah. things and stuff. Yeah. And they're not very good, it has to be said. And so they make a hames of the first job that they do. And so they have put out this advert where they're flying through the sky and doing it's a me, it's a Mario and things like that and then okay so that It's like we were there isn't
0: it? So Harry they're flying
3: plumbers? In the advert they're flying. Oh right okay yeah and this is on the telly? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Anywho there's a a massive flood in downtown Brooklyn and Luigi and Mario go to investigate and even though there's a whole team of people down there working it's only Mario who figures out that you have to go down into the lower um, lower sections of the the underground to find out where this flood is happening (laughs) and in doing so he opens up a portal into the mushroom kingdom of course yes absolutely take the wine away (laughs) (laughs) and the mushroom kingdom is a alternate universe (laughs) populated by (laughs) mushrooms looked after by toad people And the boss of the Mushroom Kingdom is a person called Princess Peach. (laughs) And as they go down into the Mushroom Kingdom, they are unfortunately separated. So Mario goes to the Mushroom Kingdom, and Luigi goes to the Badlands, where he meets Bowser, who is a piano-playing turtle. (laughs) In charge of a multitude of vicious turtles, <laughs> and who is in love with Princess Peach and would like Princess Peach to marry him. And if she doesn't marry him, he's going to destroy the whole of Mushroom Kingdom and make her marry him because she should love him because he's a turtle. <clears throat> <clears throat> it should be pointed out that Princess Peach is the only human in uh, the Magic Kingdom for reasons I don't fully understand, okay. but when she meets up with Mario, uh, they get along very well, I guess, because he's a human, and uh, Bowser gets furious because all of a sudden now the turtle has a human uh, competitor, Yeah. <laughs> and so war ensues. <laughs> <laughs> and so when Princess Peach learns that Bowser is going to destroy her kingdom, she goes on a quest. And she takes Mario, and they go to the Kingdom of Kong, (laughs) where they approach the King of Kong. And in order for the King of Kong's armies to help Princess Peach, Mario and the King's son, Donkey Kong, (laughs) have to have a massive battle, (laughs) which if you play the games, if you were good at the games, Mario might win it or not. I don't want to give the whole plot away. No, this is riddled with spoilers so far. I I just don't want to give the whole plot away. But suffice to say, there's a lot of stuff goes on. There is a race on the Rainbow Highway with with carts. Who hasn't had a race on the Rainbow Highway? With carts. There's a lot of carts. uh, And uh, it all just... Rolls into one giant colorful miasma of battles of turtles and all kinds of toads and penguins, <laughs> <laughs> stars. I'm guessing there's no story in this film. Is that I mean, Bowser would really like to marry Princess Peach that would, that's be, the, a that's, yes, that would yes. be the basis of it? Yeah. and Mario's Mario would like to save Luigi from the Badlands, and Luigi's a bit of a coward, so he probably needs Mario to. Come and rescue him.
0: Okay. Um, oh, uh, there was a p- there theme. was a flood. There was a flood. Yeah. The, <laughs> Mushroom Kingdom. You know they're in the sewers There, you know there's a lot of vapors going around there isn't some sort of drugs allegory going on here that's that's what I would get for that that the two of them just went down there passed out imagine the whole thing and that, 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 that could have been the, yeah.
3: that could have been the base of this storyline but you know I don't know how that would have happened and I don't really get it why they would but you know maybe that's what they did I don't know really I as I said I went in with my eyes wide open thinking okay I don't know anything about the games but I also came out not knowing a whole lot about the games either. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, there was a previous one that was terrible, apparently. Bob
3: Hoskins. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not, not
0: compared to this masterpiece.
3: I'm just gonna keep nodding here because yeah. I don't. I, I get it because no, but I get it. Like it's. It, I think it... I'm gonna be slightly fairer because it hit, probably hits and bounces on all the things that people liked about the games. You know, the coins and the the leveling up and the bloop sound and whatever <laughs> yeah. and and people, and the you know the go kart and all that kind of stuff. I think people if they love the game, I think kids from the age of seven to eleven will have a will get a kick out of it. I genuinely yeah. do. Yeah. I genuinely I think it's more of a kid. I think it's a kids movie but with adult affectations yes is, I think that's the, probably the fair the least.
0: whole point is Arlene about, <laughs> in that review is that we just wanted you to do the Mario voice which you did <laughs> uh, and we're going to turn that into a meme it's uh, a me uh, it's yeah. a Mario there you that's go. what
4: Pre- he does that's how he sounds
0: prepare for internet fame Arlene Hunt <laughs> uh, thanks to Arlene and Linda and Fanula and Hi, uh, because that's our lot uh, uh, for today our... Moncrief weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.